Hello, and welcome to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. My partner in crime. And we are back for yet another day of news, politics, and our somewhat large dose of irreverence. What do you say, Erica? I'm in. I'm in for it. Okay. And before we get there, folks, we're having construction at the studio. So if you hear noise in the background, we're not we're not running away. We're not getting blown up. We're not getting attacked. <laughs> but there is some construction at the studio. So we hope you will bear with us on that. Yes. We also hope that you will stay with us because we're going to jump into WTO, but we're going to cover Pride Month in Section 2. Dun, dun, dun. And then, we're, and then more AI. So do stay with us. Erica, you know, I like to start off the show... You know, the IRS, just mm. when you think it's safe to go, you know, go go home again. Yeah. The IRS made another house call. <laughs> You're gonna like this one. I don't know if Americans when they said that they were hiring field agents, uh, they meant your field. Okay. No, this is from the criminal division. Apparently this guy, and by the way, the guy shows up at this house and I wanna say it was Marion, Ohio, I forget. It's some woman's house to talk to her about the um estate for one of her loved ones who passed away okay right? the guy shows up named call says he's bill house and he's he's showing up to talk to her from the criminal division which means he probably has guns right right and to talk to her about division? why she hasn't paid all these estate taxes he she lets him in the house <gasps> right um she lets him in the house and then shows him that She's paid all these estate taxes. And then he admits to her that that's not really why he was here. What? And, and he's here for a different reason. So he uses, I mean, you got to love this, right? This is, hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. Right. So I'm going right. to lie to come inside. And then what? What's he there for? Well, he was there for um, some of her decedent's tax returns that hadn't been filed and basically said to her, you owe us all this money. And if you don't pay it by the end of the week, we're going to put a lien on and leverage all your money in the bank. What? Right. Oh so, wait, it gets better, right? So, she calls her attorney. She thinks it's fraud. She calls the police. Yeah. The you know, Definitely. the police officers come and escort the guy out. Yeah. He then says that he is an IRS agent and they filed the complaint against him. He then files a complaint with Department of Treasury against her. And it turns out Bill House, which is how he billed himself, yeah. was not even his real name. <gasps> he uses a fake name oh my to get God. into the house. Under false pretenses, like from the criminal division, and I mean, you want to talk about government overreach? So these are the what eighty-seven thousand new agents with guns wow. that they've hired. Wow! Wow! Right? Wow! Well, that's I mean, why I'd never even heard of the criminal division of the IRS, and I've been an accountant for for years. I, maybe I should be embarrassed about that. I mean, other than like people who are going out. Um, specifically looking for tax fraud or whatever, but then you're not showing up. It's the freaking, it's freaking FBI agents or whatever showing up at your house to arrest you for for tax evasion or or the whatever. So, right. Wow. So wait, wait. It, it gets better. There's more. Okay. I'm not done yet. Okay. Right. So they file a complaint. 
This guy files a complaint with the Treasury Department. The supervisor at the IRS calls this woman, and she had never been put on notice, ever, had received nothing from the IRS. Right. right. They're, they're obviously withholding her name. I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, I could just imagine the stream of reporters or the stream oh of God. sort of, you yeah. know, you know, you know, li- liberal crazies at her door. Right. They'll probably protest and burn her house down. <laughs> but um, right. How dare you not pay money that the government says you owe. Right. 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 Uh, to the man who shows up with a false name and a gun. Right. Wow. So the supervisor from the IRS calls her and said, you have nothing to worry about. You're paid in full. Then she gets a notice the next day, the first notice she ever receives, that says you owe all this money again. And the supervisor said, you know, it really should never have gotten this far. Gotten this. You want to talk about government overreach? Guy shows up at the house unannounced, uses a false name to gain entry to the house, uses false pretenses. So wait a second. Okay, back. This is this is your government. Wait, was this uh, really guy our actually government. an IRS agent or not? Now I'm totally. Oh confused. no no he was he wasn't. Look, um, Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee is looking into this. You can look it up, folks. He is an actual IRS agent. He was using a false name to gain entry. He was using a false pretense for the reason he was there. He threatened her to basically lean, you know, put a lien or leverage all her bank accounts and basically say you have no money until you pay us. Right. Then wouldn't leave until she calls the police, then has the temerity. You like that word? Temerity. Good word. Then has the temerity to file a complaint with the Treasury Department against the police officer who was doing nothing but protecting this woman. (laughs) Oh, my God. This, so, I mean, where's the outrage and what am I missing here? Is, Somebody help me. This is, and, and people wonder why we do not trust our institutions. Uh, right. Joe Biden can get out there and be like, yeah, yeah, I visited Afghanistan 25 times. And then I visited Afghanistan 50 times, right? And there's there's no there's no running tally of his lies and his mistruths. They he doesn't cover lie. up for him all of the time with their fact checking, even though they had a running, you know, ticker of a fact check on Trump. This, and then you've got IRS agents com- possibly committing fraud to try to right. defraud taxpayers using their access to our information, but we're the crazies if we don't trust the government. Pretty much. Oh my God. And that, right. So, I mean, if you, if Matt Taibbi, the reporter, remember he was testifying before Congress yeah, and there was an IRS agent who shows up at his house as he was yes. testifying to Congress. Yes. If he thinks he had a bad visit from the IRS, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to know the woman's name. Not that, not that we would dox her or let it out. I just, right. you know, I mean, I mean, you know, if she set up a GoFundMe account, I think we, you know, we would contribute. I mean, that's just an egregious yeah. That, overreach and you wonder why people don't trust the government and that, i mean there's m- many reasons but i mean that's i mean th- it just it boggles my mind it is it is uh it is really outrageous robert and and i think that what's so scary about it to me is when people who have money power and influence don't have the money power and influence to fight the federal government what chance do regular folks like you and i have or the lady in ohio like we, we are at the will and mercy of an overreaching, overpowered federal government, and that's why I'm always. I, I, you're going to hear me preach to the cows. Come home. We need to get. 
We need to limit the power of government. We need to eliminate the administrative state uh, the, or the deep state. We need to and how do you, and how do you, house. Come on, this is you and me talking. How do you propose we do that? And look, like Trump, don't like Trump. He wasn't able to do it, and I don't think he appointed all the best people, to be honest. I think his instincts were good. But if he's not able to do it, you now have lockstep between, let's call it big government, yeah. big tech, big, big education. They're squeezing out the little guy. They're squeezing out you know, small schools. They're squeezing out small businesses. How do you, I mean, unless there is an uprising of some sort, hopefully at the polling places, assuming That's that right. these are free and fair elections, right? Yep. But, but, but short of that, I mean, what are you looking at? 1789 and the Jacobins I, and the French Revolution? You know, I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, you know, I'm I mean, how do we I'm, talk to me? How I'm, do we do this? I'm always a proponent for the Convention of States, like we had Mark Meckler on a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But also, but also, you know, again, you, you know, Robert, we're, we're, this refrain, uh, I'm, we're going to be like broken records. We need a presidential candidate with the cojones big enough to start eliminating his own power. And restoring it where it belongs, eliminating you know, these, uh, eliminating these uh, three-letter agencies. You know, this is why you and I work so well together. Yeah. Because we, I wanted to segue, and you didn't know this because I don't tell you what we're going to talk about, just so we can have a real conversation. I wanted to segue into presidential politics. Ooh. So what a great segue you just You're gave me. Welcome. So thank you. You are welcome. So by the way, and now there are twelve. So Miami Mayor Suarez just threw his hat in the ring mm. for as a candidate for president with the, with the Republican, with the GOP. Oh, my um, God. Not that anyone knows who he is. Not that he has a snowball's chance in hell. But I do like an expanding field and let them all duke it out. I do want to say, though, I was in Washington last week. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to spend time with Senator Tim Scott, who is also running to president. Yep. If you know, he is the senator from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, he's a little shorter than I thought he was. He mm. comes across much taller. But mm. then again, I'm a short guy. Everybody's tall to me. <laughs> so um, I will tell you that I was very impressed with his approach to unification, his his mm. no-nonsense. I mean, he is sort of, you know, you, you hate to say this because, you know, he's black and, and Obama was black, but he's the anti-Obama. His, mm. his attitude was like, look, my life, what he says is that my life story is directly... Uh, contrast the nonsense of systemic racism yep. that's being you know preached and and shoved down everybody's throat, and there was a little back and forth between him and Obama, if you know, because Obama was going after him, you know, for being he didn't say he was an Uncle Tom, but he essentially said that without saying yes. it. Yes, um, and again, folks, yeah. we're not endorsing Senator Scott. We'd love to try to get him on the show. Yes, we're going to try to do that. But I will tell you, there are now twelve in the ring. And um, by the way, on that whole Obama front, yeah, you, you're, you're going to love this one. Oh wait, hold on, J really quick. There's there's actually thirteen. I just uh oh who who just came in? I just found out about a guy named Ryan Binkley in Texas. Ryan Binkley, who's yeah, he? he's got he's only got like fourteen hundred of the forty dollar donations or whatever it is you need to be able to get into the debates. But yeah, he's a a, a Christian uh, investment banker guy. Uh, okay. yeah, I don't know. I, so, I just so, heard about so him. So is he, is, is he a self-funding yes. kind of guy where, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so sort of like that other businessman, whatever his name was, uh, um, Bloomberg. No, I'm talking about this running now. I forget. I mean, Perry, oh, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guy that you didn't know and the guy that I didn't hear from. Uh, yes. Didn't. Yeah. So, 
There's probably so, more. There's probably like 30. We just don't know about it yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, look, you know, there are people who run just to say that they were a presidential candidate. So, he, so here's what okay. President Obama had to say when asked about Senator Scott. Oh, okay. He said, I think there's a long history of African-Americans or other minority candidates within the Republican Party who will validate America and say, everything's great and we can make it. Nikki Haley, I think, has a similar approach. I'm not being cynical about Tim Scott individually, but I am suggesting the rhetoric of can't we all get along. That has to be undergirded with, you love this part, with an honest accounting of our past and our present. Well, first of all, I'd love an honest accounting of his presidency. And let's can we talk about Russia nonsense? And let's have an honest accounting of what happened at that meeting when the CIA actually informed you there was no evidence there. And Susan Rice wrote in her journal, this has to be by the book. And you went along I'd with also, it. You promoted a lie. He is the most... And what, uh, divisive. Say the word divisive. Uh, divisive. Oh, my God. I... Uh, the the mo one of the most self obsessed presidents of our generation. Do you know his presidential library is costing something like ten or twenty times more than any other president in history? That dude. Well, you know is why? So what, what do you know why? Obsessed. It's obnoxious. Wait, wait. Do you know why it's costing ten times anybody else's? Because he's annoying and obnoxious. I'm not sure that equates to money. I think it's because where where are they building it? Uh, they're Chicago, building it in Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're building it in Chicago. And guess what you have to do in Chicago to get anything built? Um, have extra security. You no, know, you have to pay. It's unionized. Oh. It's there's graft. There's. I mean, can we talk? You know, you want to start talking about the whole Chicago so much corruption? One of the most corrupt so much, cities so, of all time. You remember when they used to complain that the Pentagon was, you know, paying, I don't know, a gazillion dollars for like gold toilets or something or whatever they were paying per toilet, right, years ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, that ain't nothing compared to the cost of doing business in Chicago. And and you have to, do you really think that Obama wants it in Chicago? I think it was payback mm. in Chicago, you know, for everything that they've done for him. Yeah. And we won't, we won't go into sort of the demagogue, demonize, and divide, mm. which really started under, under, under Obama. you know, uh, under Obambi, correct. Um, so, right. So, Obambi? In any event. The other last thing I want to cover in this segment is with all this presidential politics that are going on, there is now a third, a legitimate third party movement for, for an unaffiliated sort of middle, you know, of the road compromise candidate. That does not shock me. Right. Well, but the, the interesting thing in all of this, right, yeah. is you're talking about it's a centrist party called No Labels, right? I think it's drawn by Joe Lieberman, as I recall, and a couple other sort of what I would call centrist guys. I've never heard right? of that. And don't you know, there are two camps that are up in arms over a possible third party run. Take a guess who they are. Republicans and Democrats. You know, you got to do a little better than that. A libertarian. Hey, for, first of all, first of all, that's not accurate. Party? Right. Oh, progressives and libertarians? Uh, progressive. So on the one hand, you have the Andy Claims of the world, former chief of SCAS, so the progressives. Okay. But then you have the Lincoln Project and the Bill Crystal. So you have Crystal and Klein or Klein and Crystal. No, you know, uh, uh, Democracy Now Project or whatever it is he runs. And they're basically worried that, oh, my God, if there's a third party candidate, the only thing you're going to do is ensure that Trump gets elected. <laughs> 
So they are freaking out, right? I mean, don't you love that? They are they are freaking out that you know that there's going to be this third party movement. I mean, first of all, if you're going to go to the Democratic side of all of this. Robert Kennedy is climbing the polls hard. And they just did. I just yeah. saw a poll that amongst Democrats, 86% of Democrats want a debate between Kennedy and Biden. Yep. I would pay money to attend that debate and I would bring a big bowl of popcorn. Yes. And I think it's like 20% now. RFK Jr.'s got like 20% of, Pretty close. of the uh, Democrat uh, support or whatever. He's polling right. at 20%. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you anything, I, I don't I don't know what uh, Americans do not like their options. They are especially seeing how weak and frail our current president is. It is. You, it's no you, joke. You, you, you mean it's the, no you, joke. I mean, the guy who has on his heels, you know, sort of uh, stabilizers on his heels. Yes. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is not good. That dude cannot hold a sentence. He can't stand up hardly if did he you, even you see? makes it to the election. Well, okay. For the record, folks, Joe Biden will not be the Democratic nominee for president. Yeah, I'm telling you I now, agree. they're setting him up to take him out, and it's not going to be Kamala or Kamala or however I'm supposed to pronounce <laughs> that, right? Because you know they're now going after her because th that whole affair she had in her 20s with Willie Brown, mm. the former mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. So they're laying the groundwork to take him out. They're laying the groundwork to take her yep. out, right? Yep. And who's making the rounds on Fox News and other stations? Oh, Gavin Cal Newsom. California Governor Gavin <laughs> Newsom. Exactly. Folks, We there's so much more we can talk about, but next segment, stay tuned. We're going to jump into Pride Month, and you don't want to miss this. We will be back. I'm Robert Chernin with my lovely partner, Erica Reddick. we got to go make some money. We'll be right back. From conservative commentator and contributor to Breitbart News, The American Spectator, The Jerusalem Post, Bruce D. Abramson brings a transformative exploration into how progressivism has poisoned America. The New Civil War, exposing elites, fighting utopian leftism, and restoring America. We are living through a national trauma. The United States has jettisoned the rule of law and ceased functioning as a republic. Battle lines have been drawn. Progressives are moving quickly to cement their transformation of the country's beliefs, attitudes, values, social structures, economic models, and government organizations. The new civil war is not a call for war. It is a recognition that war has been declared on us. Our sacred love of liberty is under attack. Unless we defend it, the America we love may be lost. This book is for every patriotic American eager to defeat the utopian left and restore America. Harmeet Dillon, civil rights lawyer. As a lawyer who defends the victims of progressivism every day, I have looked into the eyes of the thought police. The new civil war provides the wake-up call America needs and serves as a self-defense manual for patriotic Americans. Get your copy of the new civil war today. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. Yes, you are, and we are back. Erica, I gotta jump in. Yep, June. I'm ready is pride month mm. dun, dun, dun. i have so many i have so many questions about this whole pride month stuff but let me start with the following this is like a whole month june has how many days 30 
June has 30 days. So there's lots of stuff about this I want to get into. I've been dying to dive into this, and I don't get But let's start with the following. Yeah. So Veterans Day is one day where we celebrate <laughs> our armed services. Yep. The Memorial Day, even, even more important, where we celebrate those who gave their life for this country is one day. Right. People who literally, families and veterans who literally right. gave their life for our freedoms. You get two right. days. And, and yet we're celebrating for a full 30 days people who, I'm sorry, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you would only find in the freak show in a circus. Yeah. Right? You know, the bearded lady, the, you know, the hermaphrodite that has, you know, male genitalia on the bottom and female genitalia on top. Yes. A and did, you must have heard. This is, uh, this is the event at the White House. This is, yeah, I got it. 30 days, 30 days of celebrating right. the worst of the seven sins. Okay. The, the thing well, well, that create has created the most destruction and, 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 and suck in the world. We celebrate for 30 days. So wait a minute, you need to tell people about, about this because you just said the seven, what are we talking about? Because I agree with you. To me, Pride Month, I mean, isn't pride if you go into Christianity, and you know, by the way, this is the Jewish guy telling you about, you know, Christian, you know, values, yes. right? But yeah. Judeo-Christian values to me are, are one in the Correct. same anyway. Yeah. But there are seven deadly sins as espoused by, I believe, Thomas Aquinas, if I'm correct. Yes. Right? Pride being one of them, but, but they're, so they're, what are they? Uh, pride, envy, pride, and envy, sloth, which lust, is like gluttony, gluttony, lust. wrath. I'm always missing uh, one, right? Yeah. Uh, envy, lust, right? Yep. So pride. So the worst. If we're celebrating, here's my question to you: If we're celebrating Pride Month, isn't that just another attack on religion? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even just when you think about um, the that they commandeered the rainbow, okay? The rainbow was the promise of God, speaking of Judeo-Christian values, right, in the Old Testament. That was God's promise that he would never flood the earth again. The rainbow, the, Ooh, the I forgot that. yes, Joseph and the amazing, you know, technical dream coat, whatever. No, the rainbow is God's promise that he would never again uh, until the until uh, revelation the end, of days. the end of days that he would never do that right. to us again and so so the, they they commandeered God's promise to humanity in order to celebrate the deadliest of the seven sins uh, right. outrageous absolutely outrageous Talk about outrage. No, but, 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 but it's it's more of this war on religion. It's more, it's, look, it's what <sighs> we've talked about, right? If you want to establish, if you want to, uh, you, you want a revolution or you want to quote unquote, as President Obama said, transform America, right? He just never tells you to transform into what. Mm -hmm. This is what you do. You get rid of the symbols and ideologies that, that, that existed. You get rid of man's laws, That's right? That's right. Right, because, and you get rid of the people that enforce man's laws. And then after you're done with man's laws, you go after God's laws. That's right. Right, that's what Truth. this is. Yep. And, and by the way, did you see the event at the White House? Oh, uh, unfortunately, I mean, yes, I did. Right. Well, but, but, and a couple things. So you have, I think, forget who the, the guy was or the girl was. I don't know what, what the, proper yeah, don't misgender. Is at this point. Don't misgender. 
um, I've been misgendering people my whole life. Why should today be different? Right. You know, my, my pronouns are me, myself, and I, I just want to put that out there. So, um, and, 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 you know, trust me, I've never had conflict as to who and what I was, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to understand. So let, let's set this aside. Cause I want to come back to the white house in a second, but okay. let's, let's set aside that for a second. Cause I find, I've, found that to be so, uh, so offensive and so inappropriate yeah. beyond anything. And people, if you haven't seen it, look at the video of it. You know, the guy, the, the trans whatever guy shakes hands, shakes hands with President, you know, Biden. Yes. I was going to say President Obama, which is about the same thing. <laughs> and then turns around and, and flashes and, and takes up, up her, his or her shirt and flashes, you know, breasts. Yes. You know, to, to the camera on the White House lawn. Yes. But we'll get, we'll get back to that. Well, this a, is a family event with children around and then right. and then goes and says, well, you know, it's not illegal to be topless in Washington. And it's like, yeah, but dude, you're giving credence. Look, you know, back in the day, you know, when when I back was in, back in your day back, or my day, back in my day. OK, because okay, those are different. Uh, definitely. But even, you know, <laughs> not, you know, 10, 20 years ago. It was like, hey, we just want to be left alone. We just want to be left alone to do what we want to do in our own bedroom. And for the most part, I'll, I'll speak for my own generation, right? I'm, I'm Generation X. And my generation said, you know what? You're right. Do what you want in your own bedroom. I don't care. It's not my business. Uh, we're cool. I don't care. But then, but now it's demand that you celebrate me, demand, you must affirm everything that I do. And on top of it, I'm going to go out in public around children and expose myself. And if you have a problem with it, you're the bigot. Uh, no, dude, no. And go you one better. All the rest of us and it's clearly they're a minority, right? So they should be a protected class, I guess. Yeah. But all the rest of us should change our values so that they feel better about themselves. Correct. That's what that's what this is. But it's really deeper than that, right? You're trying to break down the societal structures, the family structure. That's right. This was, by the way, billed as a family values event <laughs> at the White House. Right? I don't know about you, but I wasn't raised with those family values, I can tell you. Uh, right? <laughs> but, but here's my question to you. This is Pride Month. So exactly what is it we're supposed to be prideful about? Mm. Are we supposed to be prideful that it's now okay to mutilate children at a young age? Oh, that's a really right? good question, When they're too, too, too young to know any better. And this whole, what, what's it called now? How do they rephrase it? Gender-affirming care. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's like, you know, the whole thing with the, jan- you know, he's not a janitor, he's a custodial engineer. Yeah. What's in Let's the name? Let's change the words around. We- Gender-affirming care. So are we supposed to take pride that we, it's okay to mutilate children? Mess them up emotionally. I mean, it's bad enough we shut them down in COVID and all the psychological right. and emotional damage we've done. Yeah. Are we supposed Are we supposed to take pride in? So what is it? We're explain well, it. You're a you're younger. You're more hip. You get it. I'm an old old white guy. I got no idea. What is it we're supposed to take pride? I got. In? I, don't I have no idea. And you know what? Actually, interestingly, I love that question, Robert, especially in context of the quote from Obama in the first segment that you said we have to have these conversations in lieu of what was and what is. Um, no, how they is don't that? want to have these conversations. They, they want to have a one-sided conversation where they talk and we listen. That's exactly the opposite. They don't want a conversation because they can't hold it in a conversation. Well, and if America sucks so bad, what is it? What are you proud that you 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 
you your choice is to have sex with someone of the same gender or whatever. Like, what is, uh, you know, you can be proud of an accomplishment, right? Like, there's sometimes pride is good, right? I accomplished something, um, I got something done, I took care of my family, I've overcome a hardship, right? Like, and you can feel proud of your kids when they, you know, are doing better than you and they get, and they accomplish something. What exactly, yeah, God, I, you know, I'm Robert, asking you, you're I smarter than No. What is it? I'm trying to figure out what it is I'm supposed to be prideful right. about, and I do want to differentiate something. I want. To, I want. I, I think. Our, uh, I think. Producer Benjamin. Benjamin, can you look that up? Can you see if there's a? That, if there's uh, an that internet? is our producer, Lord Benjamin. Lord Benjamin. Who 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 folks? One day we'll get him on camera when we have a camera. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, and he does such a great job he making does. us look good, making us sound, sound good. good. Um, of course you don't need much work to look good, Erica. I need a lot of work. Makeup, Mr. you know, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. Um, I'm trying to figure out what we're supposed to be That's prideful about because I don't, I don't get it. Right. And I do want to make one distinction. Okay. Okay. The whole gay pride or gay movement is one thing and we can have a debate as to whether or not you know it, it, it's right it's wrong morally you know Whatever. religiously all of that but the rest of that um rainbow coalition if you will is trying to ride the coattails of the gay community into let's call it militant legitimacy by forcing everyone to accept i mean it's what i said earlier i mean we used to go to Barnum and Bailey Circus. You would see the bearded lady or you'd see the hermaphrodite. Mm. You know, I mean, you want to mainstream them, that's fine, but don't mainstream them around our children. And I think that's, that is everyone's argument. I, 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 you know, I understand, obviously, as a believer and a follower of Jesus, I, you know, there's, we can have the conversation about morality, just like you said, but right. setting aside all of that. Um, right. All, everyone's argument is just leave the kids out of it. Leave the kids alone. Uh, but they can't. So they can't. This, and they won't. The, psychologists will tell you that if children are exposed to sexuality at a young age, it traumatizes them. There is a trauma that happens when children accidentally see a Playboy. It is Erica, the same. Do you think they care, Erica? <sighs> Erica, where you been? Do you think they care? The, obviously, they don't, which is what's weird. Like, if you don't want to be called a groomer, if you don't want us to think that you got some nefarious intent, then leave the kids alone. And that's okay. the same refrain for Bud Light and Ford and the L.A. Dodgers. Just leave the kids Eric. alone. Erica, I'm old enough to, to, you know, remember, you know, the discussions of the Hitler Youth Movement during World War II. Okay, the no, Hitler I wasn't alive youth in World. Movement? Hitler had this what we call the Youth Movement. Hitler went after the youth because he knew that if you could indoctrinate the young generation, they're the next generation mm. of leaders. So, to me, this is with intent. Now, I will tell you, I do want to segue because there, there is, I think there's so much pushback now, and I want to get this right. So. Did you hear about, and we're still on Pride Month, folks. Okay. There is a Michigan City, and it, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's Hamtrak, H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. So the Hammer city council just Hammer outlawed Pride flag or any other flag flying on city property. Praise the Lord. Well, actually, the entire council is Muslim. 
and conservative. And I want to read what one of the guys said. You know, they had a they had a vociferous debate, you know, amongst the city. And, you know, some people got really ugly and angry. Yeah. Right? So the, but there was this uh, I'm immigrant sorry, I'm from speechless. Yemen. I like wait, wait. There's this Im- no, but but people are fighting back. There's this immigrant from Yemen who got up and said the following. He said, I owe my success and my livelihood first and foremost to the creator himself, yeah. almighty God, then to this great country. Our soldiers fought, bled, and died in the jungles of Iwo Jima and the beaches of Omaha so that you and I can live with peace, prosperity, and freedom. Those soldiers fought under the American flag and no other. It is shameful and embarrassing to have any other flag on public buildings. You have the freedom to display whatever you wish in your home or your private business. We respect all nations, all cultures, and their flags, but we only we only salute the American flag. Do not waver. Do not flinch. You are doing the right thing. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Wow. This is someone who was born in Yemen and lived under oppression, right? So I think, you know, there's, because I'm older than you, I think people are starting to fight back. I And I think you're seeing it. And you know what it really comes down to? It's one of my favorite songs of all times. Folks, here's where we're at when it comes to pride. We're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it. Yes, that's one of my favorite songs. And if you can name that song and who sang that song, email me at robertc at asicfund.org or robert at coalition4america.com. And Erica, where can they get you? Generally irritable at gmail.com. Okay, last part of this segment, and I know we're running Ooh, long. I want to go back to this whole flag I got, thing. I got to tell you, that got me emotional, Robert. Isn't that, that great? That got me super emotional because, uh, you know, uh, if you if you burn a rainbow flag, it's a hate crime. But if you burn an American flag, it's freedom of speech. And right. uh, I think that it is shameful. And that, well, I mean, that... You and I, you and I are both haters. We're haters. That, uh, that story... Uh, made me speechless and I got emotional there. My, my, and I'll try to make this really quick. Every man in my family fought and has suffered some kind of PSD or something for my ability to sit here and talk to our listeners, talk to our viewers. And I want to just personally take a moment to thank my uncle CJ, who was a Marine in Vietnam um, who was on, who was on the bomb squad, uh, clearing nice. mines in the in the jungles of Vietnam, and so um, he's the last living man in my family to serve. And uh, um, thank you, Uncle CJ. Uh, Uncle CJ, you have our respect, our admiration, and our appreciation. I hope you're listening. Thank you. It means we'll have one listener, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the last part of this section I want to go through is let's go back to that whole pride event on the South Lawn of the White House. Yeah. If you look at the Eisenhower balcony, oh. right? You know, mm. that that they had mm. three flags hanging of equal stature. They had an American flag, they had a pride flag, and then they had another mm-hmm. um, American flag. And again, it comes back to the fact that number one, you know, flag code. Yep. Nothing, the flag code, nothing ever flies higher than the American flag, period. Or at the same level. Or at the same level, ever. 
So, so violation there, but not that they really give a crap about it, right? Because they're going to do what they want to right. do. But, but it, it, it evokes such an emotional response to me that folks, if you haven't looked, look it up and see it, but try to see it in that panoramic view. That's and maybe, right. you know, on, on our, on our podcast video, we can show people yep. that I'd love to show them Absolutely. that picture. It, it, it was so offensive. And you know, the white house's response the White House is, and by the way, Joe Shameful. Biden, President Biden, was effusive about how proud he was of all the LGBTQ XYZ community. He wasn't that proud or effusive, you know, just a few weeks ago on Memorial Day. Again, people who died for this country, as opposed to people who lied for this country, thank you, go through Joe Biden's early record. That's right. right. But the response when Montoya or whatever this transgender TikTok whatever guy or woman was, was, well, you know, it was inappropriate. And we're just not going to invite them back to the White House. <laughs> what were you there inviting them there to begin oh with? Oh, my God. It is. I mean, oh. Do you know what I remember? I remember when Biden get, got inaugurated, he was going to unify the country. N nope. How's that working for you on Pride Month, folks? Nope. More divide. Nope. More division. It, right. it is just. The, and here's the thing. Here's what's so funny about it is Biden tries to pretend like, oh, look at me, I'm so inclusive. Oh, I really care, look at me, look at me. He was against gay marriage. He came out against uh, all of this stuff back in the day. And now he's trying to act like he's some kind of a, a proponent or like, uh, you know, oh, I'm with you. No, this dude will flip flop on any issue depending on how politically uh, how it affects him politically. The dude is a liar, a cheat, and a thief. And he's demonstrated Erica, Erica. it over and over and over again. Erica, you assume that he's in full possession of his faculties <laughs> and he actually knows what's going on. Wait a, wait a minute. I want to know what I want to know, and I'm going to show my age here. What I really want to know with this whole pride thing and basically the Biden administration and President Biden is who's Melicon? What? Who's Melikon? Yeah. Well, so that's a Star Trek reference, folks. If you go back to the 60s, there was this episode about Zeon, and there was John Gill, who was the figurehead, and Melikon was the power <gasps> behind him. Yes. Right? And it was a loose, and it was a loose, um, it was a loose um, storytelling of World War II and the Nazis and, and, and the Jews being persecuted, right? Okay. So, you know, you know, because if you go back to early Star Trek, they took on a lot of those issues. They did. But in the episode, and I think it was Return to Zayon or I forget whatever the, the, the episode name was. Yeah. John Gill, who was a former Starfleet captain, lands on the planet and it's and basically becomes a figurehead for this guy Melicon to to run the run the country yeah. as he see fit, sees fit. I want to know who's Melicon. Yeah, who's actually in charge of this country right now? You, um, you know who the answer is, don't you? I mean, it's definitely not Biden. That is for it, darn um, sure. It is Barack Obama mm. through Susan Rice. Folks, we're going to hold it there. I hope you enjoyed this section on Pride Month. Erica, where can they get in touch with you if they want? Generally Irritable. So you guys can go check out generallyirritable.com. Generallyirritable at Gmail is a good email address. And uh, we're on all the socials as Generally Irritable. Uh, and everybody should check out our funny video that we posted on uh, Twitter and YouTube, uh, Twitter, Erica Reddick. And let's not forget, we're on Podbeam and every other podcast That's network, right. Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Google. If you can't find us, look for Of The People. We got to go make some money. 
Um, I take pride in that. <laughs> and by the way, next episode, I want to know what the seven. I want to know what the seven virtues are. We talked about oh. the seven sins. I want to know the seven virtues. Ooh. Ooh, folks, I'm Robert Chernin with Erica Reddick. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. America came into being based on a shared belief and a common set of values. Unlike other nations that were bound together based on common ancestry, race, or caste, we came into being based on a simple and shared set of ideals. That the power of government is based on the consent of the governed. That life, the freedom to live life on our own terms in our own way, free from government interference, and liberty, our most precious value, and the pursuit of happiness, which means we are free to pursue that which we choose with the knowledge and courage to know that nothing is guaranteed to us in this life. Those values, America was founded on these basic inalienable rights. Freedom to pray to God in our own way. Freedom to think and speak freely without fear of punishment or harm. And freedom to gather in our places of worship and in our local taverns. And freedom to defend ourselves, our families, our homes, and our neighbors as we see fit. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is dedicated to protecting American exceptionalism anywhere and everywhere it is threatened. ASIC is a 501c3 and depends on your tax-deductible donations. Please help us continue our fight. Thanks for checking out the show on WNTK and WUVR on the radio in New Hampshire. Just a reminder that you can also find us on social media. Some of the more spicy takes and uh, you might get a little bit more energy uh, and some of the things that we can't talk about on the radio. So you can find of the people on Rumble. That's the best place at Robert Chernin. Okay, so we're on Robert Chernin's channel on Rumble. And uh, again, that's where you're going to find our spicy takes, our hot takes, things that you're not going to hear on the radio. We've got a YouTube channel too, you guys, but these days, YouTube, uh, we're getting community guideline strikes left and right, even when we're telling the truth. So join us on Rumble. That's where the movement, the free speech movement is happening. You can also find us on Twitter, shorts on YouTube, uh, the things that we can say, uh, great opportunities to share Share the message and keep people engaged. Twitter, it's RB Churnin to get Robert. For me, it's Erica Reddick. That's E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C because I know y'all spell my name wrong. I know you do. I know you do. It's okay. I love you anyway. I love you. So find us on social media. Get those spicy takes on Rumble. And again, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to all these social media channels Help us fight the big tech overlords and make sure this message gets shared. Hello and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin and I'm Erica Reddick. And you are so well. You know, I want to just segue a little bit to AI because there's some other important stuff to talk about. But before we do, you know what I'm left with from our last segment on Pride? What? And I'm not anti-gay, yeah. but don't you remember when gay used to mean happy? Yes. It's all about it, commandeering the language. It's what it's I about. Just, um, and, and, you know, I'm going to give you a pass. We're not going to name the seven virtues. 
But I can tell you that two of them I'm not really good at, right? Uh-huh. Well, actually, I am good at, but not that good. Patience and diligence. <laughs> so I'll let you figure out the other ones. Um, my family would say probably that I'm diligent, but not very patient, mm. which is probably I could do better. So, so AI is back in the news, and particularly Google is back in the news. So oh, Google God. now has their own chat AI chat thing called Bard. <laughs> As in the bard, you know, you know who the bard was, right? I, I, I'm trying to. Why is that familiar? I um, <laughs> wait. The bard was Shakespeare. Oh yeah, I'm like, why it's do I bard. know what that is? Oh, because yeah, oh. you were around when Shakespeare was okay, around. I'm, he was like, you know, I I was. I just, you know, I use oil of Olay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, either that or you're an Egyptian, you know, an Egyptian, you know, princess with, you know, with scarabs to keep you young. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. So, so, so Google now has their own AI, which is called Bard, and has raised concerns that, I mean, let's be honest, Google is sort of the all-knowing, all-powerful mega corporation. We've never Already. seen anything like this. And, yeah. the, and the concern now is that with AI, in there that they will control all messaging. I mean, I think they did a study in 2020 where Google controlled, I want to say 90 or 95% of all social media ads or messaging in the world. What? Right. Oh, that's, that's not before good. It, they got AI. Oh my God. So it's their, their ability to control this that concerns me. And, and I'll tell yeah. you why it, it really triggered me. I get triggered so easily these days. Um, when you're as thin-skinned as I am, folks, it don't take much. Uh, so there's an article that says, do you, you know this whole thing where your phone tracks you? Yeah. And you can turn it off? Right. Do you know there's a, they found a second way that Google tracks you that nobody knows about? What? It's through Google Photos. Oh, yeah, the, uh, like, geo-tracking tags on your photos. Yeah, totally. Right, but you've got to go. But So most people don't know that, folks. So if you looked it up, you've got to go into, whether it's an iPhone or whether it's an Android phone, you've got to go in because they will track you through the photos. Even if you turn the location off, they're going to track you. And anybody who gets into your Google account, which is really not that secure, right, Yep. can, tr- can track you. So, folks, take That's a look. That's right. Call me a liar if you want, nope. but you'd be wrong. Nope. Uh, right. No, you can't. So, we literally, I'm not even kidding you. When when Benjamin and I go out and we do location scouting, uh, that is actually a thing. Because especially in uh, rural areas of the country, uh, you know, whether it's Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, any of the places we've gone, we turn right. that function back on to take the picture so it will tag where we just were so we can go back and find it again. It is sketchy as all get out. It is super sketch. And if you use Google Maps at all, uh, I remember the first time I got a report from Google back about, oh, look at all the places you'd been. I was like, why are you keeping track of that? Well, you know, it's right. Right. Like it's scary. Like sometimes you talk, you just have a conversation with a friend or a family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you start seeing stuff on your mm-hmm. phone. Oh yeah. That's you're, listening. And, you're and, Google and I don't have Alexa or anything else here. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but let me, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. We have antitrust laws. Yeah. On the books. And I, again, I think it's a fair assessment that we have never seen a company, a behemoth that controls so many aspects of 
our lives and society than Google. In 1920 or whatever, we broke up Standard Oil. Yep. We broke up AT&T. Yep. Hell, we even broke up Kodak because they had too much control over the picture Comcast. business back in, I want to say, the 70s. Is it time for the government to break up Google, that they're too strong, that they're too powerful, and they control too much? Absolutely, Robert. This is one of my main complaints uh, during, number one, during the Donald Trump presidency and our current uh, uh, Republican leadership. Uh, you, you know, I really like a lot of the representatives and senators, you know, the Jim Jordans, the Chip Roy's, the Freedom Caucus. Why are you, why are we not seeing antitrust suits? Why are we not seeing these monopolies broken up? If you guys say you care about the American people, Amazon should not own 80%, 80% of the servers that your websites and things like that are, are loaded and saved on owned by Amazon. Why? That is absolutely out wrong. It, it, it is absolutely wrong. It is egregious. And they need to be filing antitrust suits. We need to have big tech broken up. And you know why they're not? Because they're cowards. Because there is, there is no, no, it has nah, nothing to do with being cowards. Fair. It has to do with money and power. Uh, it has to do with the collusion between what I would say is, let's call it big government, big tech, and to some extent, big education, mm. right? Because, because again, it, it, it's there is this false narrative that the divide is right to left, that it's the Democrats mm. versus the Republican or the conservative and liberals, and it's not really a, a horizontal spectrum. It's vertical. Mm. The divide is top to bottom. The divide is not side to side. Okay. Right? And, and, and that's why, and, and think of it this way. The, and... You know, it's funny, right? The last, I think, antitrust action, which actually didn't result in a company breaking up, but the last successful one, I want to say, is in the late 70s, early 80s, which against Microsoft, by the way, who lost the antitrust suit. Yeah. But they didn't break them up because it was some technicality and I'd have to bone up on that, right? But the last time I think we effectively broke up any corporation was really the AT&T companies into all the baby belts, yep. which frankly was good for the country yep. at the time. Good for competition. Good for competition. Google, the behemoth, makes the the whole um, monopoly that AT and T had on telecommunications seem like child's play. So, Google is now integrated so much into the government. And the former CEO Eric Schmidt, you should look him up. He's into. I mean, the the Google is probably now spends more on lobbying in D.C. than any other company. I don't know that that's a fact, but it's close. Mm. I mean, I've read the numbers. I don't quite have it in my head. Yeah, but. And and there's a quote from Eric Schmidt, who was the CEO, the founder and CEO from I want to say 2000 and whatever, you know, like five to 2000, you know, 18, right? And the quote is, if I've learned one thing in Washington, it's that power flows from the top down, and it's all about lobbying the White House, mm. right? So you have big mm. government colluding with big business or big tech in, in this thing, and I just think at some point maybe there will be a senator or congressman. Um, who's willing to fall on their sword because you're going to have to, mm. that calls for the breakup. I mean, what are they, they just said, what were the two companies that they said couldn't, couldn't merge because of antitrust recently? Oh, I'm trying to remember that. Oh, I don't, Hel I don't know. Good question. Cause I've been hearing Wasn't a bunch it? of stuff, a bunch of yeah, mergers and acquisitions, yeah, especially I've, with all but, the but, bank but, stuff. Well, you mean the ones the that are still in business, right? Yeah. The, the other thing that this reminds me of, the one country that Google pulled out of in 2010 was what? China, no. 
China. Oh. So Google pulls out of China because China was censoring Google. And now they're working their way back into China. And because of that, Google has now agreed to do what? Censor. To censor their search engines. Yep. So they won't do it here. They certainly won't do it for America. That's right. Right. You can't so, search Tiananmen Square. Uh, you, right. There's a bunch of terms and things like that that you can't that you can't search. Um, and of course, you've got you know Warner Brothers and the Disney Corporation who have been censoring their content in China for years. They're happy right. to and about the and about the Uyghurs and the that's right know, the genocide of the Uyghurs. That's and, right. And, and, and all of those things and anything in Taiwan about to do Taiwan being its own nation, yep. right? Its own country. That's right. Right. Here's the other thing. Google is now cozying back up to China at the very time. There's just information out that not only do we find out that China now has not one, not two, not three, but four eavesdropping or spy centers in <gasps> Cuba. What? And we have intelligence, verifiable intelligence, that China is about to set up a military base, a joint, excuse me, it's a joint military base with Cuba, right, in Cuba, and in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, so, my God. So China is literally setting up a military base off of the coast of Florida. Brilliant. Well, great. Uh, Bay of Pigs, anybody? Oh, my God. Oh, good heavens. Right. Lord, to help so, us. And, and, and it's this whole project. What, is, what do they call it? And again, the Belt you know and me, Road. I like, to I like to. No, it's not Belt and Road. It's something different. It is called Project. Hang on. Let me get this right so people don't say, churn and you're making it up. It's Project 141. And, and keep in mind, when, you, when we're talking about our defenses, so Tampa houses our CENTCOM, our Central Command, <gasps> and Miami houses our Southern Command, which is the nerve center, and there's a and I think the Strategic Command Center is in, in Tampa as well. So you're talking about now setting up bases in Cuba, Chinese bases, because of course it's a joint venture, but let's be honest, China is paying Cuba billions of dollars That's for right. this. This is really simple. There they are exactly what they did with you know biden inc yep right the biden the biden crime families they're paying them off uh because money talks and what's it bs walks or whatever the expression is um can i say that i can say i BS. think so it's okay thank you don't bleep me this time <laughs> right so it, it so it's incredulous got, to me so wait, that that so wait 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 okay so wait 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 okay so now that, china is building is actually building military bases off of off of our southern uh border next to uh, uh strategic uh, bases and they're buying up farmland around military bases within our country and don't forget the balloons it is balloon they send the balloons over <laughs> That would be the Fakawi Indians, by the way, from F Troop, for those of you guys that remember that reference of the 60s. Oh, my. I don't even. Okay. I. Okay. My microphone and my. I am not skipping right now. I am incredulous. I. What? We just left Erica speechless. Folks, write this day down. Erica, at this day and this time, is speechless. That would be, right, June 22nd, right? 
probably about 9.50 a.m. in the morning. Erica is speechless. Ben, you owe me. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, you so, know, so, I'm really curious what our viewers and our listeners are thinking about this stuff. I, you know, if you're watching uh, or or listening in a podcast, you, you, I want to hear what you guys think about this stuff. I want you to write into the emails we provided because this is crazy. I mean, this is all right. Let's give it crazy. to let's give them to again. Your email is generallyirritable at gmail.com. And she's not generally irritable. She's always irritable. <laughs> But so be careful. Um, just saying. And I am, let's give you the other one, right? Robert at coalition, the number four America.com. We would love to hear what it is you have to say because wow. you can't make this stuff up. What? And by the way, the, the article does say that Beijing plans on a new training facility in Cuba. And of course, you know what the Biden administration basically said? It happened under Trump's watch. <gasps> it's all Trump's fault. You uh Oh, oh. There have been listening oh, stations since 2019, and Donald Trump didn't do anything about it. Is there anything? I mean, you know, by the way, my back hurts. It's Trump's fault. Everything is Trump's fault. I don't know how, but I have PMS. He must have done it. It's Trump's fault. What is what is Project 141? Do we know that everything is Trump's fault? I stubbed uh, my toe. That's Trump's fault. Definitely Trump's fault. All right. So what does 141 most, stand for? Does that mean? Is part of China's 141, Project 141, which is an initiative by the People's Liberation Army. If you want to talk about an oxymoron, let's just say People's Liberation <laughs> Army. People's Liberation Army to expand its global military base and logistical support network. Basically, so basically, they want forward basing in the Western Hemisphere to challenge America's oh, this is not good. Um, place in, in the world. Yeah, this is not good. This is not good, Robert. This is right. not good. So, so you know what'll happen, don't you? It's... It means the deposit into Biden Inc.'s bank accounts are going to have to be bigger than they are. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, you, you know, you, you, only paid me to, you know, send, you know, send Blink in there. Who, by the way, just got dressed down again. Oh, so, so, Secretary of State Anton, Anton or Antonin, whatever Anton Blinken goes to China, walks out empty-handed, dressed down, and basically all we really wanted was to establish military to military diplomatic relations again so our military can talk to their military why so there's no misunderstanding and you know there's not a war by accident and china went yeah no nope. you can go home suck it right nope right get out Be because this is real politic capital r small wow. k this is, this is all about power politics right and you know if, if you are perceived to be the weaker one then why would they why would they do anything that's going to help us that's right china we're talking about of course then again you could be talking about the biden administration too but that's a whole different conversation well and notice so, uh, notice all the stories coming out as uh, the biden crime family is being exposed all this stuff is coming out about covid that they were lying to us for sure uh, oh yeah we don't have those numbers if you didn't watch uh that <laughs> it, that that uh congressional conversation this week you guys have to go uh, watch yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. Uh, maybe we'll cover that next week, but uh, notice that all this, oh, now we got UFOs and aliens, and oh my God, we got proof of aliens, just as the Biden crime family is being exposed, 
and the lies and corruption within our federal government related to, uh, you know, Pfizer and the vaccines and all that other stuff. Uh, do not close your eyes, folks. They want you distracted. Don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. La guillotine, la guillotine, to arms, to arms. <sighs> we need to storm the Bastille. Folks, thanks for staying with us. I am Robert Chernin of The People with... Eric Reddick. We got to go. We're having too much fun. Mm. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.